are now listening to Wisdom from North podcast with me, Jannike Einias. Here I will explore topics such as metaphysics, spirituality, personal growth, and in general, how we can create good lives for ourselves. My intention is to find some answers, but perhaps more importantly, finding new questions to ask, because there is always something new to discover in this wonderful universe that we live in. In Wisdom from North, we're passionate about helping you take your spiritual growth to that next level. That's why we are collaborating with some amazing spiritual teachers and partners who offer free webinars and classes. Go to wisdomfromnorth.com forward slash free. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the guests and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of Wisdom from North or any entities they may represent. Now, please enjoy the episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello, Anne. A warm welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm super excited to be speaking to you today. I've watched you on other shows and I find your channeling really profound. And you are a spiritual teacher and a deep trans channeler uh, who are channeling angels. And you didn't always do that. No. <laughs> uh, it wasn't something that uh, you felt been, you know, your purpose and mission from a young age, uh, which I find very interesting and also very credible that people are now having different professions and all of a sudden they wake up to a deeper mission and become channelers. And it seems like you guys are popping up all over the place. And I love that. <laughs> coming out of the woodwork. Exactly. Yeah. There's lots coming to the planet right now. Yes. And I love speaking to you guys because I, I don't feel like I have the talent, uh, even though I think we all have psychic abilities. Yeah. Some have it stronger than others. And I, I feel like it's part of their mission, like soul plan. Do you feel that as well? 
Absolutely. I think everybody has the ability to that what we would consider intuition, the ability to channel their higher selves. Everybody has that connection. So everybody can, and that channeling for them can come through in a bunch of different ways. Some people are very embodied where they feel it physically, where they can feel like, oh, I just have a gut, that gut feeling, you know, other people will be clairvoyant or even clairaudient where their guides or their higher self will speak to them through uh, through songs, you know what I mean? Where they get these crazy songs like, oh my gosh, that fits my life so perfectly, you know? And then, uh, but then, and then trans channeling is just, just like those. It's another way. It's a different way of channeling. So it is a very specific gift where not everybody is meant to trans channel, but everybody is meant to connect in one way or another, I believe. Right. And uh, at the end of the interview, or maybe in the middle, uh, we'll probably have some channeling. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Uh, for those who are new to trans channeling, what is that? Yeah, so the, different trans channels experience it differently, but there's there are some things that are common between all of us. For uh, for me, my experience of trans channeling is that the angels come in and speak directly through me. And it started out where I did it with uh, like with writing, where I before they actually were speaking through my vocal cords, they would I would they, it's almost like you can imagine. The way that it felt at the time was like a, a, a tube and words would come down and I would take one word at a time and I would just write it. And then gradually I would step back and be like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. Like it not only does it make sense, but it's profound. And then eventually they, there was about four months where I couldn't speak, where they worked on my vocal cords and they conditioned me to be able to transmit angelic frequencies. And, uh, and so then uh, that at that point, then they were coming through. I, I still am present when they come through, but I go into sort of a deep, it's a deep meditation type state and I'm still present, but it's like, imagine being super, super far in your right brain, almost a dreamlike state where I can't remember words very well. I remember images really well, but not words. And I kind of go over there and they come in and they start and they speak through me. So it's their voice. It's their words. They're there. I'm still the, the, like this, you know, the thing they have to speak through. So they have to, they use like any word I've ever heard is fair game, but they're not, you know, it's, it's a thing where it's like, I'm, I'm still the lens they have to speak through, but I'm not, I'm present sort of. <laughs> and while we're on the subject, um, you're channeling angels from the angelic realm. Um, yeah. What kind of angels? The angels that I specifically work with, the the first time, like the first week or so that that I I was, they were coming through and speaking through me. They gave me a name, and uh, and it was Uriel, and uh, and I didn't, I did not have any kind of religious background of any kind. I was googling, trying to figure out is Uriel, is there a Uriel angel? Like, what is that? And and uh, I could, didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> like, what, what is going on? But then after that, they wouldn't give me, and it's different energies that come through, different types of, depending on what's happening in that session, they will bring through different angelic presence. And, uh, but then after that, they told me they didn't want to give me names because of the fact that part of the idea is to let go of individual identity and to become part of the oneness, right? To become part of the all. And so it's the idea that they want, they have different personalities within them. Angels, we think of them as being all these individual personalities. They describe themselves as an essence. And they say that essence is literally everywhere. It is all surrounding all around us right now. It's even inside of us. And that, that within that essence, there are many different 
different manifestations of identity that they can take. So say, for example, you were to call Archangel Michael, they can, from that essence around you, they can, you know, come together and make Archangel Michael and bring through all of that specific energy, you know, and then when that's done, he can dissipate and become part of the essence. And that that's kind of how it works is that, so there's all these different, and there's many different types and, and, uh, but within that, the angels that I specifically work with the most are what I would call non-earth angels. And that's something that's different about what I'm doing is that there are those angels that are part of the earth school and oh. they are, they're bound to earth. They are, and they follow all the rules of this planet. Like this planet is a school and we have very, very specific rules about how much the angels can interfere, which is not much and about free will and things like that. And the angels that I work with being non that not part of the earth school have a lot more freedom <laughs> that they can do things that earth angels don't. So it just gives me a lot more latitude in terms of healing and everything else. Um, and I'm, I'm able to connect with earth angels as well. And sometimes I do, but the majority is going to be the non earth angels that I'm working with. That's fascinating. I haven't heard of angels in that way. Uh, yeah. that we have earth angels and also that they can come together and sort of manifest uh, Archangel Michael and also that you had the, the name Uriel come down yeah. and I didn't know uh, <laughs> this is an angel. Um, I, I'm curious if you could speak a little bit to your life before you opened up to these angels because I can imagine that it wasn't easy coming forward uh, to your family and friends that, hey, I'm channeling angels now because I know you were in a totally different profession. 100%, yeah. And it was definitely, no, it was really, really not easy to come through. And and understanding that I was working with angels didn't come till later. In the beginning, it was, it was just, I was having all these crazy psychic phenomenon and it became really clear that, and I was, and I just felt this deep inner drive that it was like, I have, I, I want to follow this. I want to pursue this. I want to see what this is. So I, I, my initial, I, you know, at, at, at the time that all this started happening, I was doing executive coaching. Um, and I was working with very, very large companies working with their executive teams. And these were in very, very left brained companies, mostly tech companies, med tech companies, um, it was all male. There was literally no room, no room for any of this stuff. As a matter of fact, there was one company I worked with, which uh, where the guy, the CEO, uh, brought in something that was even slightly woo woo. He brought in the concept of big mind, which is a which is um, a, a lot about having different selves and letting those different identities of you speak through you. And he was trying to bring this into the company and have the executives work with it, and he got fired for it. And so, and that was like barely woo woo, like it was like this much, you know? And yeah, so, so, uh, so it was, it was definitely once I decided to go down this path, it was a one-way ticket. And, but I just, it was, it was so strong, you know, it was so strong and the stuff that was happening was so indisputable that I, I just, I just couldn't not. So yeah, so I started in the beginning, I was, I was doing healing, I was working as a healer and uh, doing, you know, doing individual sessions for people as a clairvoyant. I was clairvoyant, clairsentient, claircognizant, which means that I would 
I would feel it in my body. So I, I, the way that it used to work is I would, I would start a session with someone. And this is the trippy thing about how these initial experiences I had that I couldn't deny, but I would, I would move into another person's body. And then the angels, which I didn't know they were angels at the time, would move in through my back, move in through the back of my chakras into that person and then do the healing. So I was like, I was holding the door open and they would come through me and do the healing. And then I could feel, because I was in there, I could feel in my body when energy released, I could feel the whoosh of it. It would be very, very visceral for me. And I could feel where the, because I was in there, I could feel like, oh, they've got this congestion in their heart or over here in their shoulder. And they would be like, yeah, that's, I've got this ache that's going on. I'd be like, yeah. And then I would go into it and I could start to see clairvoyantly, like that's from, you know, a past life where you were bitten right here or whatever it was, right? I could see it unfold like on a TV screen these, these, the, the story of it, I would just go a little deeper, a little deeper. And then the angels would come in and move it and I would get the whoosh and it would be cleared. And I would know very physically when it was gone. And so, so that was the modality. And when it first started coming in, it came in with me accidentally popping into people's bodies, which was very, very disturbing. So, um, so that was like, that was some of the first thing I was like, I had a friend I thought of a friend and all of a sudden I was, I was looking out through her eyes. I was looking at the tea, like she was on a plane. She was watching a particular show. I could see the actors. I could see the shoes of the lady next to her. And I'm, I'm texting her like, you on a plane? Like, what is going on with me? And she's like, yep. And I was watching that show. And so then I, I just started trying to figure it all out, but it was, there was no, there was no guidebook or recipe that I could follow. It was just bumbling. It was just and sometimes it took me a really, really long time to figure things out because I was experimenting and trying to trying to learn, trying to discover what what I was doing <laughs> and how to how to use this. But yeah, so that was that was going on. So I started healing like that. And I at that point I had left doing I, I took I took time, you know, when I decided to leave the executive coaching, I took like a year and I just invested in my own journey. And I, I, you know, I went to Peru, I went to Costa Rica, I went to, you know, I did all these things. I went to channeling intensives. I went to, you know, just trying to, trying to figure myself out and figure it all out and then started working as a healer. Yeah. I think it's inspiring to people to actually hear that it's not done like that because I think a lot of people are holding back on their gifts and are in the same situation as you and probably many who are listening and watching now uh, who are feeling uh, these gifts and and it's probably thinking you know can I just go out with this I mean this is crazy what will people think that it's not so easy uh, and that there is a path but I think that's part of the path as well it yes, is no, to overcome no, that fear and it yeah. is to become courageous and brave and feel that the calling is so strong that you cannot not do it. Yes, I so agree with you. I really do. I think that the big part of my journey, because yes, we come to serve, but we predominantly, the first agenda for every one of us, I believe, is our own growth. And that leading edge of growth is stepping out of your comfort zone, is doing like letting go of the things that make you feel safe. <laughs> you know, it's it's being willing uh, to to trust and to just let it be what it's going to be. And it was highly interesting that you said that you were inside people's bodies. I haven't heard that a lot. <laughs> My goodness, like, could you explain how that? feels <laughs> it feel it is such a trip i will tell you it is so bizarre that uh that it was the kind of thing where uh i could go i would go in 
And like, I could go like right now, I don't do it. I'm very, very cautious with people that I don't ever look at their energy or work with their energy without their explicit permissions. So that was one of the things I had to do for myself just to get a comfort level where I felt like I could use this in a way that was helpful for people. It just, cause it felt like violating people's privacy. So I'm like, even though my guides and my dreams have said, don't feel that way, it's a gift you're meant to use it, but it's just, I don't know, that's just me. I'm just like, I don't wanna invade people's privacy. So when I would move in, I can feel, I will feel things like, for example, like think about for your own self, how you're sitting in your body right now, but you're not really paying attention to your body. But if you pay attention to your body, you might become aware that your shoes are tight. And so I would be in the person's body and I would be like, your shoes are tight. I can feel like, or I would feel you've got strappy sandals on. I can feel the sense of like those straps and they're, they're kind of bindy and uncomfortable. Or I would feel like, oh, you've got like layers of fabric on your legs. Like you're wearing and they'd be, oh yeah, I've got, I'm wearing it. I'm cold. I have a blanket on. I have a scarf on my legs. I could feel, you know, but a lot of it would be like, I, so that would be like a, an example of like, like being in your own body, you're not always aware of everything, but your awareness goes to whatever it is that's calling your attention. Is so if there's an area of discomfort or, um, uh, so I might go in and I might feel like, ooh, I feel uh, like like one time I was, because in the beginning I was practicing with friends. And so I, I would make appointments with them and I'd say, okay, tomorrow at noon, I'm going to, I'm going to go in and see what I get. And I, you know, one friend I went in and I was like, I felt soon as I went in, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm super nauseous. Like there's something going on where, She's not, her equilibrium is off. And I felt incredibly hot and my lungs were like scorching. Like it just felt like there was no air. And I, and I immediately pulled back because I'm like, that's really unpleasant. Where are you? <laughs> and she, sure enough, she was, uh, she was on a sailboat and there was no wind. It was, it was sitting out on the, on the water. And so the boat was rocking, right? And, and the air was super still and, and hot. And it was just, and that's what I was feeling. But I think I was feeling it like more amplified even than what she was experiencing it consciously. Um, so, so that's kind of how it is, is like, is like, uh, it's the feeling that you would like, it's the same way that you would navigate your own body just on average. So if you, if you, something calls your attention and I, and I can go in and I could, I can deliberately say in the same way that you would, okay, what hurts right now? Or where is this, where is there, what is the blockage? Where is the emotional pain, you know? And then I would be able to, to see and feel that and feel a density or a, a hardness or a, a, and then I could look at it. So that it was the, the combination of using the clairsentience, the clairvoyance, the claircognizance, all of it. Cause then the knowing would come in and be like, oh, this is from your mom. Or, oh, this is from that time you were riding a bike when you were three and you got a spanking. You know what I mean? It would, it would just come in. Hmm. So... I believe that more and more people like you are popping up all over the place because also uh, we're in a great time of healing that yeah. we need this kind of healing. Uh, yeah. Going to a therapist is great and all that, but I think we also need spiritual, the spiritual perspective on it. Like okay, this can be past lives, you know, this can be linked to ancestrals, yeah. uh, the lineage. Like I think we need sort of that perspective now to heal mm -hmm deeper levels so it just makes sense that people like you have these abilities to really go in and see what's going on energetically yeah i totally agree i think it's it and there's a, there are a lot of things that cannot be healed through talk therapy right that or even there's some things that will clear immediately through awareness like you become and you know it like you become aware of it and you're like oh my gosh i can't believe that i have this i am my mother or whatever it is you know what i mean like you become aware and then you change 
But there's a lot of things that you are very aware of it, like patterns that you might see it. You're like, why do I keep creating this? And you can't figure out how to move it. And those right. are the ones that you need energy healing for. Yeah. I'm going to jump over to something completely different because I know you have a twin flame uh, story, not twin soul, but twin yeah. flame. I just uh, sometimes I, I use them like the same, uh, but uh, some people are saying that that's a different category. There was this guy that I'm uh, that I've interviewed, and it's coming on the show. And he said that uh, when he had a near death experience, that he saw that twin flames uh, were true. That that was that was true. That we have actually another part of us that we belong together. We are connected to the soul, and that the soul is not necessarily uh, incarnating with us again and again. And I have sort of put that topic to the side. I was very interested in it a few years ago. I was like, yeah. who is my twin flame? Who is my soulmate? Uh, but then I was like, yeah, maybe I should just stop looking for my soulmate and see what's coming up because I can get so attached to that idea. And you, I feel sometimes we can even stay longer in a relationship that is maybe not serving us anymore. Uh, because we feel this intense connection uh, and a twin flame connection might be very challenging. Yes. Uh, and what I found is that I didn't want that anymore. I wanted a harmonic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> harmonious relationship. Yeah. And I, I, I have that now. So that was a long like introduction to my question. Could you share a little bit before we move into channeling yeah. about your twin flame experience? Gosh, yeah. And you are so right that the like our soulmate relationships are those that are like the peaceful, you know, people that you've been with in the past that you meet and you just feel easy and comfortable with, you know, and a twin flame relationship, usually like it's a flame because it flames out, right? You know what I mean? It's like there's some massive, like you come together and you combust. And, uh, and mine came for mine is not incarnated right now. My twin flame is not, um, he's on the other side. Uh, and I, I was not aware of, of him at all until, um, it came up that I, I was at a channeling intensive and I was at this channeling intensive. I was basically, I, I was, uh, channeling myself. And, uh, and as I was in this, uh, I was doing trans channeling I was, and I was, I was relating everything I was seeing and the story started to unfold that I was uh, living in Portugal. I was, I had a, a role at that time. It was like, like probably 14th century. So a long time ago, I had a role where I was designing um, uh, ships, but mostly I was involved in planning expeditions. I was planning, like uh, I had a school of, of students and I would teach them. And I was really, really into navigation, like all the new, new, technologies that were coming out around navigation and plotting different, you know, learning about different areas and exploring. And so it was, it was not for conquering, it was for exploring. And I was living in Portugal. And, uh, and anyways, I ran this school and I had all this coming and I had detail after detail, right? I'm, I'm living it as if I'm there, I could see everything. And I could see that at the time running the school, I'm looking out at the students, I can see the room, and I can see that on my left, there's this one young man. And I recognize that I'm deeply drawn to this young man. But I also know in that life, I'm about 40 years old and I'm a man and I'm, I'm Catholic. I'm very Catholic. I'm very religious, but not like in a way that it's just like everybody is. It's a feeling like this is just what is true and what everybody does. It's like there was no freedom of any kind. It was like, this is 
truth. You know what I mean? So the feelings of rigidity around it were just like solid walls in every direction. But I clearly was in love with this, with this guy. So, so, and I know like I never got married in that life. I never had children probably because I was very, very gay and it was not allowed, but I just, I didn't, the concept of the word gay, like wasn't even in my language. I just was drawn to this guy, but I was creating all these reasons why we would be thrown together. Like I got this new tool and I gave it to him to learn. So, cause I knew it would throw us together because he would be working with it. He would meet with me. And then it became really clear one night that he was with me. We were in front of a fire in my my area where I work my room and he reached over and put his hand on my hand and, uh, and I just flipped, I just freaked out and I left the room and then I avoided him for like two weeks after that. I just did everything I could not to see him. And then one of the, the captains the people who was organizing the next expedition came to me and he gave me the list of the people who were going to be going. And that guy that I was in love with was going. And I knew, because I always talked about how I wanted to go on these expeditions, but I couldn't because I had to be the one that planned them, but I was always talking about it. And I knew he was going because I wanted to go. He was going for me because it was what I wanted. And, but I was just relieved because I didn't want him to be around me because I felt I just, I couldn't control my feelings. So I, I wanted him gone. So I was glad he was going. And then two months later, I hear that the boat he was on sank and he was killed in that, in that, in that moment. And I was, I was just grief stricken beyond anything. Like I just, all of my feelings and the awarenesses and everything just came to me and I died that life wishing that his death had been mine, like wishing that I could take that death. And that was my karma. So I left that life with the karma of wishing I had drowned. So I came into this life and I didn't, I wasn't aware of any of this <laughs> until I was going through healing myself. And my dream showed that I had enormous congestion in my liver. And so I went through a couple different healing sessions. I went through a heal, I, I did some acupuncture on it. Uh, I did I did several different sessions. And then finally, on the, I was like, I did two one day and then the next day, which was really probably too much because I did two days in a row. And I've, I've learned since then not to do that. <laughs> but I was, I was laying on the healing bed. The acupuncture was going on. I had this sort of crystal grid coming down over me. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was like the floodgates open. And I had vision after vision after vision coming up. And the first thing I saw was myself at age 12 at the beach when, and I remembered in this life where a wave hit and knocked my feet out from underneath me and I was carried in the wave and I was just like somersaulting and I couldn't figure out which way was up. And I, you know, I'd see the up and then I'd be in under again. And I saw that I had the memory come back and then I had the memory of him. Like almost as if I was in his experience, like I was living his experience of drowning and I felt him being thrown into the water and, and struggling. Like he couldn't, you know, trying to keep his head above water and there's waves and he's, and I'm having that. So I'm seeing, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm living in this life, the experience that he had. And then I, and then I put forward again to this life and I'm brought back to a time when I was an infant. When I was at the neighbor's, I was with my mom at the neighbor's house, they had a pool and I, I fell into the pool and I, I, I had the, the memory came back to me in the vision of myself just sinking, just slowly, slowly sinking to the bottom of the pool. And, uh, and then they flash back to his life. And I see as he starts to become exhausted and cold and he loses control of his limbs and he begins to sink into the ocean. And then, uh, and then I'm, and by the way, the and when I drowned as a baby or whatever, the neighbor jumped in and saved me, which was great. But, but then I'm brought, I'm brought forward again to this life. 
And I'm brought to, uh, in my 20s, I was whitewater rafting and the raft flipped and I was thrown to the space behind a, it's called it like a sink, like a, I can't remember what they call it now, but it's the area behind a rock in a, in a river and all the water comes around that rock and then it flows over the rock and it pours down inside the river and creates almost like an underwater waterfall. And I was thrown into that space and I was sucked down by the waterfall and pinned on the bottom of the riverbed. And the force of the suction of that water coming down was so strong, it pulled my wetsuit booties right off my feet, literally just sucked them right off. And I remember being pinned at the bottom of the ocean where I just, I couldn't do anything. I was just there and time slowed down. And I'm, I remember thinking like, this is it, I'm dying. And, and I remember feeling at that time, like, uh, like there was just nothing I could do. And, uh, and I have that memory come back as I'm on the healing table, the memory of being held at the bottom of the ocean. And I'm brought forward again to that, to him. And this is his last, last moments on earth. And I realized that this was my karma that, that I had wished on myself, that I had wished to take his death. So here I was taking a death by drowning. But then the amazing thing that happened is a, all of a sudden something shifted in the waves, like in the way the water was coming down, I don't know, something happened. And all of a sudden I was shot back up to the surface and I came up and the boat was above me. It had flipped and I was underneath the raft and I, I could feel the bottom of the boat. And I had kind of found my way to the side of the boat. And then, and then, uh, and then I was able to get clear of the boat and get out. And I was okay. I was scared to death, but I was okay. Shaking like a leaf, you know, and it comes to find out that in that moment, uh, I was pregnant. I was, I was about eight weeks pregnant and I lost the baby. Hmm. And the thing that is so amazingly heartbreaking and touching and inspiring is to understand that the reason I lost the baby in that moment was because that baby had come in to take the death for me, to take my karma that I had wished on myself. So the baby, I had my ultrasound at 12 weeks and they told me that the baby was dead. I didn't know. And they told me that the baby had died at eight weeks, exactly at that moment that I had been under the river. And I know that that was the, the, the reason for me having that baby to begin with was the baby. It was a soul contract between us where the baby had come and had chosen to, to help me, to help me clear the karma I had wished on myself by taking that death, which I had wanted for myself so that I could go on living and have this life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's a powerful story. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely the most, I can't even tell you the most dramatic and, and impactful experience I think I've had in this life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I know how it is to lose, uh, a baby. Um, and at the same time, understanding why. Yeah. It's willing to understand why, because yeah. when you don't have the why, it creates so much more suffering around it. Yeah. But when it makes sense and there's a deeper meaning, we understand it, it's yeah. easier. I, I feel like it's might be so easier. much. And to feel, for me, it feels like such a gift that, the, that my baby deliberately came. And I also understand that it was also great for my baby that my by taking my karma that that helps my baby to clear you know that that and it was a boy to help him to clear and to heal and so his soul is now brighter and shinier because he did this for me so it helped both of us like i know that that and that i know it was a soul contract and i and yeah and the part that that still like i don't feel 
sadness about it anymore. I, I feel such incredible gratitude and, and yeah, it's, it, and it's just amazement, really amazement at the, like, it, it just gave me such a deeper understanding that our stories are not limited to this life, that we are playing a chapter in a, in a book and that your, your chapter is connected to several other chapters. And we only have a couple pages, right? We get to get a piece of it, but the whole story like that was one of the amazing things that I got to experience when I, I, one of the programs I used to run is called Golden Circle. I just stopped offering it, but, it, but I, in that program, it was meant to be a program where I would work with people for six months, but nobody ever left. <laughs> so I worked with people for like two and a half years and I got to see their lives over multiple, multiple incarnations and got to see their stories unfold. Like the, I got to see multiple chapters of their book and to see these, and I, I had stuff that was unbelievable that explained crazy things in this life that were, you know, were tied to reincarnating in the same family and how they were it was, it was mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing, but it, it is, it does make you realize like, wow, we think our lives are interesting. If you saw the whole book, <laughs> yeah, it would blow your mind. It will be interesting to go on uh, over to the other side. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, do you think the angels are ready to come through and uh, speak with us? Absolutely. They are always game. <laughs> and they're like, yay. <laughs> Exciting. I'm honored. All right. So, uh, do you need some time or how does this work? Yeah. So let's go ahead. Uh, so if you will ground with me, we'll do it together because mm -hmm. it's a good idea for you to be grounded because I never know what they're going to say or do. So it's just a good idea to have you grounded and then, uh, I'll connect and bring them through. So you ready? Yes. Okay. So go ahead and close your eyes and go ahead and drop down from your tailbone, a nice thick root that goes down through the floor and down into the ground and follow it down with your mind as it grows and extends growing deeper and deeper into the earth following it down where it's dark and cool extending longer and longer And follow it all the way down to the very, very center of the earth. And when it reaches that center point, feel that root sprout and anchor itself in. And as it does, notice that the root is pulling gently and becoming taut. And now feel as that tautness moves all the way up the root. And now all the way up your spine, anchoring you securely to the earth. Excellent. All right, I'll go ahead and bring in the angels. We are beginning, we are with you. We are announcing ourselves as behaving differently from what you are expecting from coming through into the now and the beyond now in a way you would not expect. And we wish to share with you now a guided perspective on what you will be having in the near future from ourselves with ourselves an endowment of the times that are coming 
we wish to share with you now an understanding you will have found, you will have found around yourselves, unearthing as though in the next moment beyond the now, you will feel it has always been, and only now can you discern it. There will be an experience of us. You will be having a greater, deeper connection than we have now. A willingness to allow us in proximity, a closeness will evolve. A sense of us more gradually becoming something tangible and in expression in a method and a way where you can begin to feel us more closely, to sense us being, guiding your expressions, to have us helping, helping, guiding, guiding. There are those among you who will have physical, yes, physical sensation of us, as well as some who will see, see us more easily, more clearly, more pervasively, as though we are everywhere, everywhere, always, always happening to trust, to trust in this. We, we ask to trust in yourself and the guidance you receive to perceive, to perceive us in the methods that are happening now. You are not always aware, not always when we are close. We are close in proximity now, now as we encapsulate the moment that we share at this time through this which you are watching, through this time that we are sharing in this moment now, we entrust, entrust to your experience, an experience of having us near. And we wish, we wish to begin, to begin this now with your acceptance. If you will allow us, allow us to be guided into relationship to place our hand hand in nearness to your shoulder to your shoulder we begin with your acceptance must be pronounced announced announced pronounced verbally with the syllable yes yes we thank you we are guiding guiding our hands gently upon your shoulder now and you may perceive us a breath a whisper of air, a chill. You may sense us guiding down the arm to the elbow. Allow, we are present. Do not fear us. We are simply presenting ourselves to your awareness to allow you to perceive us more gently, more clearly, without fear, as we are coming soon to a time, to an instantiation of existence within which we will be more present, more able to be perceived by yourselves. And in this moment now, we we create an instantiation of awareness, not drawn from fear, from expectation of it coming, arriving, so that you may perceive it in its gentleness, in its loving kindness, as we embrace, embrace yourself gently with a single touch, a single effort to make and form a greater connection with yourselves. We ask the self to perceive now, however you may, and feel not should you not be aware as we are speaking, fear not, for there is nothing, no way you can do wrong, no way you can be misguided or misled in this experience you are having. You may simply feel as you are, to become aware of your crown, your crown chakra. May I? 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Activate in the expression toward us as we are closer. Should you not feel the expression of love coming against your skin, which is tangibly felt by some, but not all, you may feel a warmth beginning in your belly or in your chest. You may become aware of us as warmth passing through your legs, a weakness, a sensation of weakening in the legs can evolve as you are climbing in your frequency because of your proximity to us. You may feel yourself weakening in the legs as though the tension of yourself against the earth is lessened. You may become aware of this, or you may sense yourself having heaving, a sense of pressure, pressurizing in the body, you may become aware in this manner. Do not judge your own experience. Do not feel you are in darkness simply because you feel nothing. Simply know your awareness is building and you may may repeat this message. You may feel it again and again and become aware further with each experience you are having. Should a symbol, a symbol of recognition be required, we are providing. Should you wish wish to encounter us in physicality, simply place a wish upon your agenda. Simply ask for us to provide a symbol of your own choosing, of your own choosing, and we will recognize this and make, make yourselves aware, aware of it at some time in the near future. We wish to begin this presence with you so that as you are entering into the times that are coming, as you become closer in proximity to us, as your frequency is elevating, you will have no fear of our proximate position, of our sense of, of building closeness. You will feel only the love and the guidance we are sharing. You will feel only our embrace of warmth and pleasure in knowing yourselves more deeply, our respect, our great respect and discernment of your worth and your blessings. We feel only this toward yourselves. Our desire, our desire exclusively is to be of service, to be of service to yourselves. Do you have questions? Yes, I do. Thank you so much. I feel a tingling sensation. Maybe you guys do too who are watching. Um, I'm curious about Atlantis. Uh, if Atlantis actually existed, uh, where it exists on Earth, and uh, we hear that there was a downfall there, that uh, these were highly evolved beings and that they, uh, some say, went, uh, actually ruined the society because they 
sort of became so intelligent that the the tech was ruining their society and some are um, drawing lines to what is happening today with AI that we might have the same fate. So could you speak a little bit to Atlantis if it actually existed and if it sort of is mirrored in what is happening now? We are enjoying this conversation. Thank you. We wish to share, yes, yes, it did exist. Atlantis is a place of recognition, a place you are aware of. And yes, in its capacity, in its time, it was housing many evolved beings. And it came to its own fruition. And its foibles did cause its pernicious unraveling. And we would say, we would say, you are asking for the location of this is in what you now know as Northern Africa in a space of great beauty, of great beauty replete with forested areas, great waters, which exist no longer. The land was created and existed in harmony. It was a place of great beauty. And now it is no longer like this. There is little evidence of what was once there. Little evidence. There are many who came to form this nation. There are many who came, who served it most gently who worked to improve the situation of the humans who were there, who worked to improve the lives of its inhabitants. But there was always a sense of themselves as being greater than the many. There was an arrogance that developed within, within, within the housing and the bodies of the sum and the central figures of that population. And this arrogance drew them to the creation of many new technologies, some of which were replete with antagonism toward themselves. And they did not know this, did not comprehend the experiment. They were antagonizing their own existence. They had not the comprehension to understand what they were allowing. And thus they came to their downfall, to their downfall. And it was within the significance of the arrogance. This was their downfall. This was what culminated in the greatest blow to their own civilization. It was flooding. Yes, this you are aware of. Great floods, great flooding great flooding emerged, which created for them an inhospitable region. A region in its entirety was underwater and could no longer serve for inhabitation. Does this answer your question? 
Yes, that was very specific. Now, uh, were these humans and how many years ago did Atlantis exist or was the downfall? Because I assume that it lasts like the civilization lasted a long time. But when was the downfall? We speak not easily of time, dear. We are always everywhere all at once and no things come apart in linear form for our perception. We perceive them as they are now in existence already, as though it is happening at the same moment where you are now. And we cannot easily parse into measured moments the time frames that you would allow. Thus we ask the self, do not bother to ask us for direction regarding time frames, please. All right. So uh, the many people are talking about the shift in consciousness that we're in right now. Now, I'm curious as to if this is the first time it's happening on planet Earth, this awakening, this grand awakening, or if this is part of a longer cycle. Some are saying that I think they're speaking about a cycle of 26,000 years ago or 24,000, I don't remember, I think it's 26,000, that this shift is happening uh, in a cycle. Uh, so could you speak a little bit to that if Earth is sort of uh, having an evolution of 26,000 years or something like that, or if this is actually the first time Earth is awakening to, uh, to the truth of who it is? Both answers are interdependent and correct. We would say that, yes, you are enshrouded in an understanding of yourselves as on a timeline that is linear, but this is not the case. It is more like a spiral winding upward, and it moves along a trajectory of this time frame as you are speaking of, and it draws you closer forward and farther from a source of illumination, which causes humanity to pull into itself greater degrees of conscious awareness, and then to emerge from that delightful sphere to move toward a greater sphere of darkening, during which they lose their consciousness, and then evolve again toward a greater inhabitation of that ease. But in the process of doing so, you have the opportunity, which avails you now, to ascend into a greater understanding of what you are. Thus, it is not a linear progress, but a spiral that can evolve as though in each instantiation you grow in your experience of what it is to be human, that you take on and draw from your experience of separation, of separateness, which is the experience you are now having, which is of value, is of worth, which is important, important to be drawn forward into the next now beyond moment where unity is what will reign. And within the space of unity, to maintain your trajectory moving upward, as opposed to repeating the same eventual decline, you must maintain the lessons you have learned about what separation is 
and draw this forward and into the consciousness and awareness of unity. Do you understand us? Yes, and that really makes sense. Um, I'm curious about what we can expect that is coming to humanity right now. Uh, some channelers are very specific saying that, you know, within 10 years, we will have extraterrestrials here. Uh, everybody will know. Uh, and this is the new normal. And some are saying that the storm is coming to humanity and that might create some fear. Uh, could you share your perspective on what is coming, like what changes are actually coming for humanity? The earth herself is in evolution. The earth herself is the underpinnings of your species. You are of her. You are made from her. You are part of her. She is evolving and you evolve with her. You are a part of her, your biology, is an instrument she uses for understanding. She has within her, entombed within her, many thoughts and feelings which are not yours alone, which are drawn into her. And these she must work through. She must evolve and purge, purge what is disharmonious from you, for this is part of her. And this will emerge, and she will find herself purging. And this process of yearning for growth, of yearning for her own development, of becoming clearer in her thoughts and thinking, the clarity she seeks is clarity through you. And thus, the combination of her desire to rise and your own fruition as a species come together in one time and place. The effects of her shifting, her shifting, a great dialogue emerges between you two and a union is formed within which your awareness of her and the guidance she needs for her own prosperity, you take on more clearly as an obligation that humanity has to guard and guide the earth to care for her, to care for her and her evolution. It is as though Within the self, you become aware of your own physicality and must then guide your own process and progress, your own evolution. You are the thoughts of her, the feelings of her, and you draw into her what must be brought down, which is a guarded care, a want and desire for her best expression. In the process of this evolution, there will be much chaos much will be fraught with danger, we fear. However, we wish not to instill in your hearts a sense of despair, for there are many ways of expression of these energies, and not all things will happen where you are. Some things will occur nearby. Your awareness will perceive them, and you must witness the purging. You must witness with clarity that light forms are changing on the planet and be receptive, be open to perceiving things differently than you have, than how they've come, to let the awareness move through you, to witness her fear, her anger, to be aware. Allow the self to center yourselves in 
loving reverence for yourselves, for the divine, for the earth. This is your protection to embody the frequency of loving reverence, to let go of what is lost. For this is the energy that constricts the form of this evolution. The sensation of loss and the desire to cling to what was will draw you backward, downward into a perspective that cannot perceive what emerges, what is new, that is only searching for a recognition of some sort. And it will be lost from the self. And in this case, it is difficult to perceive what is new. Do you understand us? Yes. At the same time, I can't really picture or imagine how it will be. So what is the best thing we can do to prepare for this, uh, to not go into fear about all the changes that will come? They are primarily, and we understand from your question, you are wondering what it will be like, what will happen, what are the major forces at work, what will be changing. And we say there are two dynamics at play. One is the tension within the earth herself. The other is the constriction within humanity as a presence and collective consciousness, and both must evolve. And thus the torrent of energies that are hitting the earth at this moment and which will continue and climb in their presence will aid in the expulsion, in the regeneration of these forms. The earth herself must rid herself of tension. This comes with the expression and engulfment of energies. There will be a, a great and reverential bursting which will occur, and this will engulf the earth in the presence of water. It does not mean that waves engulf the earth. This is not of what we are speaking. It rains down. It comes down in torrents. Waves of water come down as rain upon the earth. There's a great expulsion, expulsion from the ocean of depth. And this you can expect. This is what we foresee at this moment. There is rigidity in the planes beneath the surface, which are elevated already and are coming to term with their own expulsion, expression, expression of this darkness, which must be released at the same time. And yet before, for the instantiations of humanity's expression have been concurrent and developing. And you may see and feel around the self, there is greater and greater chaos erupting. There is the sense of yourselves as pulling apart, as friction, friction building within the population in all places at once. It is as though the temperature is rising continually. And we say the guidance becomes clear that the structures that humanity has relied upon must fall down to release you from the bondage that ensues from their union. There must be freedom for humanity to perceive and be differently. And this cannot come in the current expression of what humanity has become. Do you understand us? I understand parts of it, not everything, I gotta admit. Uh, so you're saying that there's coming a lot of water. Uh, is this something to fear? The, to me, it sounds a bit fearful. We understand this. 
that it can seem fearful. You have already had expressions of this as climate change would be your expression. This is more significant though, more pervasive, more everywhere. And we would say to have and to fear nothing, to have for the self a means by which to purify your water. This is what we advise, to have a way to purify, to make clear your water. Do not rely upon the need to boil. Have a method by which to purify your water. Water systems can be impacted. Great flooding can come and be near and can make for yourself difficulty in creating and providing into communities clear water. Do you understand us? Yes. To I have this preparation, you will find that this issue does not plague all regions. To be aware that when you fear, when you have fear, to be aware that as we are speaking, there is great chaos on the earth. And yet you sit and are all right in the space that you are in and you are watching and listening to this experience that you are having and you feel not any such plague upon your nearness. And this is always the case for the earth is large. The earth is very large and you are small upon her. And there can be much friction occurring and none need be felt where you are. And if some such expression of this deregulation comes to your door and you feel it, you must know within the self you are greatly resourced, that you have within you the presence of the divine, of the unity that is blossoming. And you must only feel within the self the loving presence that you are. Allow this to be pervasive in your expression. Do not fear that you will miss it. Do not fear that because you are having constriction or constraint in your life, because you feel your experience is wanting, your dissatisfaction with your current experience does not poison you against the blessings that are blossoming around you. The only experience that will prevent you from perceiving the greatest illuminations which are coming is the experience of hanging on to what was. It is choice always and choice alone which guides you, your choice. And the experience of loss, of not letting go easily, of not letting what was pass from you, trusting that all is provided for through the experience of love. Hmm. To trust that life unfolds differently from here. It is not as it was. It is not an experience of having and doing and being for the lengthy columns and times that must be regulated and controlled by someone who is not you. It becomes an experience of living through love and loving purpose and helping one another. It is a different life that is coming. And you must open the self to perception of this and leave with your loss. Let it be gone. Believe you want it no longer. And let this be true in the self, in your heart, and open to perceive what is new, what is coming. Do you understand us? Yes. I do have a last question that I think some people are wondering about because we talked about it earlier in the interview. Uh, do twin flames 
rights uh, exist? Do we all have uh, a, a soul that is our closest partner for like eons of time? Indeed, you have this now in this instantiation of your existence. It exists for everyone, every one person. Some are inhabiting the same plane of existence. Many, most are not. Most are not. Most are enjoying an experience of living that is separated from one another. But you can call upon this presence at any time, loving presence, and can join with them in union in your experience, your softening, in your experience of spiritual connection. You may feel their softening. All right. And do you have any words about wisdom from north and how i can even help people more and reach more people with these messages i've always had a dream that one day everybody in the world will know that they are spiritual beings having a human experience uh is there anything more i can do to reach out with that message there are many lines of expression which wish to speak through you, dear. There are many lines of expression, specifically two, which have not yet been on earth, which are wishing to come, which are wishing to come through you. Two lines of expression, which are drawn deeply from the sense of your own planetary alignment with another place, another place beyond here. There are two specifically which wish to emerge and to find your presence more easily. And they will come in the specificity of their expression more gradually, more gradually. There is one, uh, one announcing himself, Pleiades, Pleiades, and he wishes to become, to become known to yourself and to express himself more clearly in his union with what you want so that you may work with him more closely. Yes, he is wanting, wanting an introduction and we wish, wish to grant this should you be willing. Oh, yes. <laughs> he is, he is, he is, his presence, his presence, his presence, presence, presence. He is here with, with us, with you, with you. We speak of him, of him, of him longing longing to make this connection longing far too long dear far too long he speaks he speaks of reverence for your shared experiences of many lives many lives of union together togetherness you have passed many experiences of union in the company of one another in such closeness and bearing bearing of of children bearing of children and you have had this with with one another and he is close now close and his expression wishes to be of guidance to serve a purpose for yourself to be inhabiting inhabiting the same realm but not physical to stay close to stay close and for this positive and prosperous union to occur you need only contemplate the light above and to the right of your person above and to the right of your person it is him wow 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 i've always felt so connected to the pleiadians <laughs> yes dear yes dear yes dear he has warrior 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 energy he has the belonging to a, a tribe of persons persons who have the ability to sculpt into the now a conception of peace without fear. And when we say warrior, we do not imply that he is war making, that 
he has the ability to suppress fear, to suppress fear, to suppress fear through safety, through the safety of armaments, through the sensation of being cared for, through the nearness of protection, through the sensation that all will be all right. He has this ability and you will you will channel this bodily into fruition so that others who are near you will feel themselves cared for, guided into their own safety and safekeeping. And it is him, it is him aligning through you as you have cared for your young ones, as you have given them safety and presence, he will guide you through the expression of this love, loving presence, which you will give to others. Do you understand us? Yeah, this was quite new. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. We are pleased, greatly pleased to be of service. We ask for the self to receive blessings, blessings upon you now. We say thank you. Thank you. And goodbye. Wow. How are you feeling? Hi, good. Good. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Wow. They are, well, I'm just so impressed by the way they word things. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel so eloquent and me being Christian, I'm like, I really have to concentrate. <laughs> oh, they wanted me to explain one thing. They were showing me when you were asking them something about timing and they were trying to show me that that their perception of it is so different from ours that it would take a really long time for them to explain what what so it's even i'm trying to get words around it but they felt like it was not the best way to use the time with you to try to explain their perception of they will sometimes sometimes do like they'll like they'll tell me sometimes some things that are but they'll say it like the most recent timing thing they said is that it will be the next big spectacle on the horizon which could be like the eclipse or it could be this giant wave of light they say is coming very soon. Soon, I understand to be like, they talked about stuff in the past that has come to pass, but then they said it was coming soon and it happened. They, they talked about the banking crisis very specifically, exactly the way it unfolded. They talked about it two years ago and they said it's coming soon. And then two years later, boom, here it is. So it's just, they just see it's time for them is not the same as for us. Yeah, I've understood that. And also when I, you know, go to readings and stuff like that, it's very difficult with time. Um, yeah. So I get that. Uh, it was interesting, the talk about the flooding and the water. Uh, that was very specific. So I, I thought it was important to understand it a bit better. Like, okay, that makes me a bit fearful. Uh, but still, it's happening already. I it mean, is. Yeah. 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 And a lot of what they said happens already. Like there was, and that was one of the hard things when I started getting messages from them, I didn't know, like they would talk about something and, and I would not know exactly like the, and some of the stuff was like incredibly specific. And then I wouldn't understand, I would be trying to understand it from where I am right now. And uh, it's a little bit like, like, okay, for example, they said truck drivers will abandon their routes. And I couldn't imagine why I thought maybe there will be riots because of, COVID and so truck drivers would be afraid to drive through different areas or something. I couldn't imagine that there would have been, you know, truck driver rallies driving through Canada and that, that there would have been that, that there was Brexit in the UK and 100,000 truck drivers couldn't come to work. And then there was truck driver protests forming in Australia. And I, I, I had no perception 
So even though they told me exactly what was going to happen, I couldn't understand it until it did, you know, right. and that's just the limitation of being human. Yeah. Wow, this was very inspiring and uh, insightful uh, and <laughs> interesting with the Pleiadian coming through here. Especially yeah. because I'm so hung up on Pleiadians and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so is that my twin's flame? Or I just believe like, so. No, it's someone no. that you shared, like a, almost like a like. I mean, we think of it as like being married, but like like a, that kind of a partnership that you had with a, with a, when he comes through as a male energy, and you were like he's not physical right now, and you are not physically here, obviously, and you are, and you are meant to work together and to bring that same love that you shared. It's like between the two of you, you, because you had a union and you created children in a way, like, like you had children of some sort. And in that union, you were able to generate a very specific way of generating love like you. And so you're doing that with him. So like him being there and you receiving that, you become a vessel for that. Mm -hmm. Like he works through you and the two of you are able to express that. And it's a love like think of the way that you're that a child might feel with parents is they feel safe and protected and they feel like that's where home is, you know, and, and you can be anywhere with your kids and it's like, where's mom, you know, and I mean, where's dad? And it, it gives them that sense of like, everything's going to be okay. And I think that's the energy that you're bringing through with him. Wow. Thank yeah. You for yeah. Really, really, really cool. And he's huge, by the way, huge, okay. very broad shoulders, like big. Like big built guy. <laughs> all right. And it, uh, there are three questions I ask all my guests. And the first one is what is self-love to you? Oh my gosh. Self-love in my opinion is it's really about honoring all the parts of you. It's about recognizing that there's no part of you that's wrong and that you are right now exactly who you are is who you're meant to be and letting go of that judgment that we have, that feeling that I have to transform, I have to change. I think, and it really comes up with this, this shift of consciousness that we're going through. A lot of people worry, like, are they on the right path? Have they grown enough? Have they changed enough? And the answer is you're perfect. Like right now, like exact expression that you are is perfect. And I think getting to that space where it doesn't mean that you have to uh, feel love for yourself, like, um, like look in the mirror and be like, I love me, even though that's great. Like do that. But it's more about saying like all these things that I think are, I uh, stop feeling like you have to be different. <laughs> Feel like you're exactly right the way you are right now. And that it's a process and that you are evolving all the time. And that whatever moment you're in right now is perfect. And that's how we get to that sense of self-love. It's the release of judgment of ourselves is self-love. And what is happiness to you? Oh, happiness to me, happiness to me feels like, uh, it's like a moment of stillness, like happiness is happiness is the moment when I'm able to drop away from all the things that, that claim my attention and to just be present with what is. And, and then in that moment, when I'm clear like that, then I recognize like, oh my gosh, it's a gorgeous day today. Or like, oh, wow, look at that sweet thing my son just did. And I don't see those things when I'm really caught up in stuff. So happiness to me starts with that moment of stillness. And then I'm able to perceive what's really beautiful around me. And then that, then I have the feeling of happiness. And what is the deeper meaning of life from your perspective? Oh my gosh. I'd say the deeper meaning of life 
I see life like this, this life right now that we're in is like just a blink, you know, it's a dream and we'll wake up from it, but it is so important. Like there's every moment that's important. So to me, the deeper meaning of, of life is that it's precious, mm. that it's, it is that feeling of like, this is such a privilege to be here and to be alive and to every experience, even the crummy ones are so beautiful because you get to have the feelings when you're on the other side, you don't feel this deeply, right? You can't bite into a big piece of pizza. I can't either because I'm gluten-free and dairy-free. But for those of you who can, <laughs> you can have pizza. You can feel the depth of things. And, and that is really, really beautiful. So I'd say to me, that's what the meaning of life is, that sense of, of recognizing how precious this is. Whatever your experience, even the hardest experience, those people who you know, are going through war right now, are having a crazy experience. We look at that, we say, oh my gosh, how horrible. But the the depth of their experience will create something in their soul, right? It's going to create a depth in their soul they didn't have before. And that's, that's, it's a terrible thing that they're going through it, but the experience, their soul, the depth of their soul is beautiful. Mm, that makes sense. It has been a thrill having you on the show. This has been so inspiring and I'll leave all the links to your site below. Maybe you could share how yeah. people can reach you also and your services. Thank you so much. I, uh, my YouTube channel, I'm on YouTube as well as Ann Tucker is my name on YouTube. And I have a website, anntucker.com, uh, where people can, can find out all the different ways. I don't do private sessions any longer, but I have many different ways of working with people that are, I do uh, mostly healing, a lot of different types of healing that people I think will find to be really, really helpful. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you want to become more who you are, and live in alignment with your soul's purpose and explore a deeper meaning with your life, then you are most welcome to join Wisdom from North membership. If you want to go deeper, you can find all our English online courses and programs at wisdomfromnorth.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just by searching for Wisdom from North. Until the next episode, much light from here.